the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Rosh and I'm your host and we are going to talk about being more productive, especially as a creative entrepreneur. A lot of us are kind of artist types who don't really, you know, have a structure or like to have any kind of a structure and productivity isn't necessarily the first thing on our mind, but it should be. And it doesn't mean you have to be put in a box. And I'm going to talk about some of the videos coming up later, as well as the uh, blog posts that I have coming out Thursday at RoshSillers.com. These are all important things to, to consider. If you want everything right now, and I, I've been pretty good about it, every Thursday I've been putting my podcast, uh, one of my videos, and, and then the blog, a little commentary uh, on Thursdays, and then it goes out. So you can certainly sign up there and uh, check it out. I, I highly recommend it. Okay, so uh, what, what are some things we can do to be more productive? First of all, there, I think one of the old adages, the 80-20 rule, is a good place to start. Look, busy is not productive. A lot of times, you know, when you ask somebody, oh, you know, how are things going? Well, I'm really busy. You know, and I know a lot of really busy people who are not very productive, and maybe you do too. They're busy getting this. They just don't have time to get things done that need to be done. They're just busy. But you need to be productive if you're going to grow a business that you can survive on. That's what creative entrepreneurs want to do. We want to do what we love to do and be able to do it for a long period of time and pay our bills. But if you don't understand productivity and how to be a better business person, it's kind of a tough thing to do. So the 80-20 rule is a good way to go. What is the 80-20 rule? So it's the basic concept is this. About 20% of what you do produces 80% of the results. That means a lot of times 80% of what you do is not producing very much. A lot of times you just say that produces 20% of the results. So look for the things that produce the best results for you. What are those activities that actually move you closer to your goals? What are those things? And when you understand that, you're going you're gonna to be more productive. It's quite honestly that simple. Next thing I, I think is really important. And I would recommend, you know, I think on Thursday, no, Friday, I'm, I plan on having a video on productivity. And so I think that, I will, I'll do it on the 80-20 rule. I have a feeling that's what I'm going to do. I, I've created Wednesday's video on our next topic, which is journaling. And I have a number of ways in which you can use journaling, not just as a creative entrepreneur, but just different ways in which you use journaling. I, I have a nice list. I think it's going to be pretty cool. That's coming out on Wednesday. But journaling can really help you become more productive because you can write down the things that you need to do. I remember years ago when I started journaling while I was in art school because they wanted me to get a sketchbook. And that's what I get, these black sketchbook with blank pages. 
I can't sketch. I was in the photography program. And I, I mean, I'm around all these artists that can do a great just, you know, likeness of me without even thinking twi- twice about it. And here I am, you know, stick figures at my best. And so it, it was kind of embarrassing, but I did start to write in it and it really started to take off for me. So I continued to write in my journal. And eventually I remember one day that I, I, I had bills, I, I had everything was disorganized. I, I didn't know what I needed to do, how much I owed that month and what money was coming in. So I literally wrote out, you know, and actually like put pointers to different things. Like, okay, this is how much I have coming in from this person, this person. I think I had a wedding to do that weekend and, and just word the money that was coming in, which is from various sources, where it would go. And wow, was that a revelation. Because I was able to plan everything out and I stuck to that plan that I laid out in the journal and it worked out pretty well. And I actually had a little money left over, I believe, as I recall. So it was... I started to realize, wow, let me put some goals down and, and check them off or maybe a to-do list for the day. And it really became a functioning part of my daily life, making this really unorganized person organized. And it worked great. So journaling was excellent. If you want to learn more about journaling, like I said, check out Wednesday's video. Uh, Rosh.video will get you there. Okay. The next one is outsourcing. When, when I started with a business partner about 15 years ago, there's, you know, there are a lot of things I can criticize him for. He, he really was not a good manager overall, and he, he ran out a lot of people and made promises he couldn't keep. But there's one thing he did that I couldn't do very well. He was willing to take the risk on people and outsource and let some things go. Some things he wasn't very good at letting go, but he was willing to bring people in to do the things he knew he was not good at. And it was very helpful. And that was something I was unable to do with my businesses earlier. And I, I really appreciated him. One, he hired me in that way. I mean, right, he say he hired me, you know, it was the two of us. He was a one-man show and we grew his business into a bigger company during the Great Recession. And you know, there, there, there are enough to criticize, but I always appreciated that that fact that he did bring other people in uh, to help grow the business. It's taken me a long time organically to do the same thing for my business, but now I did just this week. I, I hired somebody as an editor for one portion of my business. And, you know, it, it's going to make me more productive because more of these things that I traditionally have done are now off my plate and I can do the things such as working on the business versus in the weeds. I can develop great strategies for my client as well as my, my own business and really grow the business being more productive. That is what is important is to understand that value of outsourcing. And believe it or not, you don't have to outsource at a high level. You don't have to pull in full-time people. There are plenty of people who are doing freelance work, good freelance work. And so that's what I think you should definitely consider. Next is ship it. And that's kind of a Seth Godin thing. Just get stuff out, especially if you're a creative professional. Get the stuff out the door to be perfection. Perfection is honestly the thing that's going to hurt you the most because you think you are not ready and you are. If you're 80, 90% of the way there, get it going, get it out the door and move on to the next 
thing that is so important. Don't let perfection hurt you from doing what you need to do and getting on to the next thing. Shipping it quite often requires a deadline. And having a deadline can be really important. One of the things that I did was for clients, especially magazine clients, I would say, I'm going to have everything done when I could in 72 hours. That would be from when, when I get done with the assignment and it's in my hands to deliver to the client within 72 hours, unless they needed it sooner, of course, or they told me I had more time. But I'd still try to do 72 hours to keep that flow going. Quite often, when you have extra time, you kind of delay it. So don't delay those things in which you know you have extra time for, especially if you have the time to fix them or ship them or do what you need to do to make that client happy or do a little extra for them. If you have extra time, do a little extra for them to make them even happier. That is really helpful in developing client relationships. Another thing to be more productive is focus on Three goals. Don't have a long list of things for your day because you're going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to get them all done. Now, some people like checking off the boxes along the way, and that's okay. And if that's your routine, hey, I'm not going to say don't do it. However, if you pick on three things that are focusing on your overall goals, like you have three goals, which I often recommend, three goals for the year, and then you do three things today towards those goals to kick off the day, that's not a bad way to go. So consider focusing on three, and if you get done with those three, maybe in the morning, well then add another three in the afternoon, but don't focus on more than three at a time because again, you can become really overwhelmed and then end up end up not getting anything done. So that that's what I recommend. Three goals. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Take naps, take breaks. Don't just power through all the time. You don't always do your best work. A lot of times, if you can take just a, a, a time to rest or get away or take a walk, some people like to take naps in the middle of the day, whatever it may be, take that time because you're going to be refreshed and more productive. Because when you're trying to power through You quite often make mistakes and you're often not as efficient. And when you do that, you have to dive into what is referred to as rework. You have to redo the things that you had done before that you were powering through because they weren't so, they didn't didn't get done. So take that time to take time off. That could be throughout the year. That could be in the day. I mean, during the day, it doesn't have to be a lot, but just a few moments to just reset, refresh your brain can make a huge difference in becoming more productive. Next thing, systems and processes. As many of you know, and we talk about it quite often, I have a combination code, 7531, and the three are processes. In other words, finding three things that you can improve upon as a process. It could be your fulfillment process. It could be your creative process. You know, when the process in which you create or time frame and the steps along the way. Some of us, we don't have one and don't need one. That that limits us. Others, it's required. You have to understand in terms of your creative process if that is for you or not. You also should look at the whole process from beginning to end. And that's quite often where you start. In other words, the point of saying, hey, I have a product or service to sell to the point of delivery. 
and what are those steps along the way. And understanding that and those little processes along the way will help you become a better person because you're a business person because you're going to continuously improve them. And I say you select three at a time. So that, that's what I recommend. And I have a number of videos on processes. And as I said, um, Friday, I'll probably have one on being productive. Just starting can be a highly productive method. Just starting. I mean, a lot of times we wait for everything to be perfect. Back to that perfection thing. Sometimes per- perfection just really hurts productivity. You just need to start. And then it snowballs. I, I remember many times where I just, you know, I didn't know what to do, but I did something. I just did something. Maybe it's starting to write out my list of things that I need to do. That's a good starting point. And then taking a little bit of action. That can really help. So starting is a big part of being more productive. And, you know, have you ever been in those zones or in those modes where you just start and then you get going, you keep going and you keep active and you keep next thing you know, you've done more than you thought you were going to do. But that is quite often something that happens when you start and then you go. Uh, Waiting is is the thing that's going to kill you. Another thing that you can do that I think we don't do enough, and it took me a while to learn this, is you need to say no more often. You can't do everything. You can't please everyone. And sometimes you have to say no. And you need to decide ahead of time, what are those things you're going to say no to? What are those things? What are the things that you know are taking you away from your mission, taking you away from your creative time? And sometimes saying no is during your creative time or your productivity times. Some of us create and we need that time uninterrupted. And one of the worst things that can happen is having people interrupt you or call you or text you or checking Facebook. It happened to me the other day. Darn it. It did. I, I, I shouldn't have, but I did. I checked Facebook and I saw something and I had to reply to it and I did. And then it sucked a bunch of time away and I was less productive from because of that. So just take that time and cut off for a while. You'll be much more focused, much more productive. Set up those times. Maybe it's an t- early time in the morning. I do have a time for me between 8 and 9 o'clock. Sometimes it's 8.30 and 9.30 that I use for some of my focus time for some of my projects that are really important to me. I want to be able to do that each day. And so I do those things. And then I, you know, I go to the office. And that's where I am right now, uh, is in my office, the studio. I'm upstairs, actually. And uh, this is my office. And downstairs is the studio, along with some other offices for folks. So say more, say no more often and know what you want to say yes to. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving side of that no when other people understand. But don't take it personally. They have to set the priorities. Everybody only has so much time in, in a day. And if you're going to be successful and productive, you have to decide how you're going to best use that time. And you may have an incredible idea, an incredible offer. However, the thing is, you know, they don't have time for that. They have another priority right now. Doesn't mean your idea or offer is so horrible. It doesn't. 
doesn't mean it at all. So the last thing I want to talk about is, is your time and that a lot of times we need to make more time. Now, many of us creatives are night owls. We like to stay up late. And I used to be that way when I was younger. Now I create more time in the morning. I go to bed later. I get up five o'clock, five thirty, sometimes even four I have. So that that's really what I'm going to recommend to you is, you know, I remember when I was really young, I, I would get up at 11 o'clock and I remember one time I got up at nine o'clock and I was so excited because, wow, I'm up at nine in the morning. Look at that. The sun's up and, and the birds are chirping and it was really weird. It's like this early in the morning. I mean, obviously, it's many, many years ago and early in my career, but obviously I didn't have a full time job at the time because I didn't have to be anywhere. But it was a, um, a moment where I realized, look, I'm, I'm getting more done in the morning. This whole morning thing, there's a lot of time here, you know, six hours from 6 a.m. to noon. I didn't make it to, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. until much later in life. But early morning time, you know, from five until nine before the rest of the world, that's four hours. That's half of some people's day. And I get so much done because they're not there people are texting me or calling me or doing anything to you know get involved in my life that can derail me from doing what I need to do and so morning is where I do a lot of especially my client work and things like that so i think um definitely consider your time when you work and when are the best times for you well there we go it's uh the creative entrepreneur podcast show uh, hosted at roshsillers.com. You can catch it on iTunes and of course Stitcher Radio and Spotify. And I appreciate all of you for being here. I appreciate everybody who popped in and out. Those of you who are watching in the replay, leave comments, ask questions. I am more than happy to, to answer your questions in the comments. Even if you are listening to the podcast, head on over to YouTube if you want to ask me a direct question there or over at roshsillers.com in the comments there. You can ask questions. But sometimes those comments in Rosh Sillers get lost in spam. So that that's something to be considered. So if you've asked me a question over at roshsillers.com and I didn't get to you, it's possible it got into spam. But uh, I, So I apologize about that. There's a lot of spam going around on blogs and so forth today. Well, that's it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week on the Creative Entrepreneur Show.